So welcome, bienvenidos, uh, Merry Christmas. Feliz Navidad. Feliz Navidad. Merry Christmas. <laughs> so um, we welcome you to First Presbyterian Church of Santa Ana. Les damos la bienvenida a la primera iglesia presbiteriana de Santana. We love our church here. Amamos nuestra iglesia aquí. Because we believe in being um, intercultural. Porque creemos en ser interculturales. And intergenerational. Y también intergeneracionales. So you see people from various different cultures. Así es que ustedes van a poder ver gente de diferentes naciones. And many ages. Y muchas edades. Everybody five and under say hi. Los que tengan más hi. de cinco años, levanten la mano y digan hola. Everybody 90 and older say hello. Los que tengan más de 90 años, levanten la mano y digan hola. So, and I think uh, that was beautifully uh, Illustrated in the bell choir tonight. Yo pienso que estuvo muy bonito ilustrado en el en el coro de las campanas. As we had grandparents. Como teníamos abuelos. And youth. Y jóvenes. People from Mexico. Gente de México. From the United States. De los Estados Unidos. And from Asia. Y de Asia. All playing together. Todos tocando juntos. And. Uh, we believe that's the way it's going to be in heaven. Y así es como creemos que va a estar en el cielo. And so we believe that we should be doing that here on earth. Así es que creemos que debemos hacer esto aquí en la tierra. So we welcome you. Así es que te damos la bienvenida. Everyone is welcome here. Todos son bienvenidos aquí. And now we're going to have a special time. Ahora vamos a tener un tiempo muy especial. A time for children. So I'm going to invite all the kids forward. Un tiempo para los niños. Voy a invitar a que todos los niños pasen al frente. Young and old. <laughs> that was a joke. Sometimes we get older people running forward. And if you want to bring one of your parents with you, you can. Si es que quieres pasar y te da pena y quieres traer a tus papás, lo puedes traer contigo. Okay. And you guys can have a seat. Se pueden sentar. And we've asked Miss Ann Niedringhaus. Miss Ann, everybody say hi, Miss Ann. Le hemos pedido a Miss Ann que, que nos, nos platique. And she is going to describe what Christmas was like when she was your age. Ella nos va a describir qué era Navidad cuando ella tenía la edad de ustedes. get all wired up, right? Not something I'm used to doing. Uh, well, I don't know about that. But um, last night, my daughter, Aunt Karen, and I had a really good time making this tree. Now, the reason we made this tree is because I was trying to remember what it was like when I was your age, maybe five, six, seven, eight, some of you are a little older than that, but we carried on this tradition. And my mother and I would make trees like this. Now you see what we did, we just took a cone, some paper and made it into a cone, and then we took crepe paper 
And I even remembered, after 70 years, how to do this. And we cut the little strips there and then rolled them on a pencil to make them curl up a little bit. And we first started on the top of the tree, and then we thought, no, we better start on the bottom of the tree and move up. So anyway, it probably is not the best tree ever. But you know what? It means a lot to me. And the reason it means so much to me is because my mother, 70 years ago, and I used to make these. And it would be snowing outside. We don't know a whole lot about that, do we? <laughs> and we'd get all of our heavy clothes on, and we would go out and we would visit our friends and take our trees that we have ma had made and some cookies, and then we would sing Christmas carols to them. And those are things that make Christmas special to me, but I bet you have some things that make Christmas special to you as well. So you can think about that and think of, what do I do at my house that might be something I'd remember 70 years from now? That's a long time, isn't it? And maybe you might even want to try making one of these trees. It's kind of fun. Maybe not this year, it's a little late. But you could do it uh, next year. Maybe you can remember. So enjoy your Christmas, your memories, and perhaps even think about what you might do the same way again next year so you will get some traditions at your household. not sure if you have or not, well, I can have a conversation <laughs> with you about that. Um, but we're, those of you that have given birth, just the idea of how Advent changed after you were pregnant. So I am going to have a microphone and we're going to walk around and if you would like to share how your attitude towards Advent and towards Jesus being born and Mary changed after your pregnancy. Uh, then you'll have an opportunity to do that. And now we're going to uh, move into our scripture readings. Oh, and you, young people, you can go back to your seats. Sorry, I'm not, I forget Let's give them that. a round of applause, guys. Thank yeah. You. Thank you, children. That's awesome. Pray with me, please. Uh, dear Lord, Heavenly Father, we come seeking you, Jesus, your you the son, and we long experienced the thrill of maybe that night so long ago, and, and yet our lives are maybe busy right now and maybe cluttered with decorations and gifts and, and, and expectations from family and friends. But Lord, I pray, uh, even if just for this moment, if you may please quiet our hearts now and that we might hear the song of your angels and, and, and maybe hear what you might be trying to tell us tonight, even through this season. Still in us, maybe the clamor of this world and everything going on around us that we might maybe just see how your spirit's in, in every moment, in every laughter. Um, Lord, hush sort of the noisiness of this world around us so that we might most of all, again, hear your spirit and, and the whisper of that, that eternal truth to us. 
So we thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hello. Today's scripture is from Luke 2, uh, 1 through 7. In those days, a decree went from Emperor Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration was taken from Quirinius, was governor of Syria. All went to their own towns to be registered. Joseph also went from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to the city of David called Bethlehem, because he was descended from the house and family of David. He went to be registered with Mary, to whom he was engaged and who was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for her to deliver her child, and she gave birth to her firstborn son, and wrapped him in bands of cloth, and laid him in a manger, because there was no place for them in the inn. This is the word of the Lord. Thank you, John. Um, so, you're a woman, and you read the story of Joseph and Mary going to Bethlehem and Jesus being born every year as a child, and then you get pregnant one year and you say, oh, wow, si I never eres, had any idea. Si tú eres mujer y alguna vez has estado embarazada y has leído la historia de Jesús y María, y en algún, eh, cuando estabas embarazada y leíste la historia, dijiste, oh, wow. <laughs> See, I speak some Spanish. <laughs> so I'm going to ask um, some of you to share. And Les voy a pedir algunas de ustedes que compartan con nosotros. And you can share in English or in Spanish. Lo puedes compartir en inglés o en español. And I'm going to ask Andrea to start because we had a fun conversation on Sunday. Y le voy a pedir a Genesis que comparta con nosotros porque tuvimos una, una plática muy interesante el domingo. So, um, with my first son, it was a very, very long labor. It was about 34 and a half hours. It was awful. And it was, I was in the middle of hard labor and the epidural had worn off. And up until this time, I, I think I had been pretty patient and everything with my husband. Up until he turned to my mom, he turned over to my mom and said, for our next baby, and I about wanted to strangle him. <laughs> and um, up until this point, I had heard lots of women say, oh, you know, once you hold your baby, all of that pain goes away and you completely forget. And I always thought, yeah, sure. How's that going to happen? But I understood. As soon as I held my baby, it was completely different. It didn't matter that I had been in so much pain for so long. And I definitely had a new level of respect for Mary because I had my husband and I had my mom there to sort of guide me through it. So um, it was just life-changing. Cool. Can you say that in Spanish? Oh, sure. I won't ask the rest of you to do that if you don't speak Spanish. Cuando yo tuve a mi primer niño, estuve 34 horas y media en labor. Y ya sentía los dolores, ya estaba casi por, por parir. Y hasta este momento yo estaba muy paciente con, con mi esposo, hasta que volteó y le dijo a mi mamá, oh, para nuestro próximo niño. Y ahí en ese momento yo me desesperé, me enojé. Pero también antes yo escuchaba que las mujeres decían, oh, 
cuando, los dolores de, de parto como que se olvidan cuando uno detiene, tiene a su niño en sus brazos la primera vez. Y yo decía, oh sí, ¿cómo va a ser eso? No, no lo creía. Pero ya lo entendí cuando pude, cuando di a luz y, y pude detener a mi niño en mis brazos. Me cambió la vida y en ese momento también... Este, tuve otro nivel de respeto para María porque yo en el hospital después de tantas horas en, en, en labor yo tenía a mi esposo y tenía también a mi mamá para guiarme María no, la, no tenía a su mamá así que, que fue algo muy diferente y me cambió la vida Thank you. Yes, I think mothers need a hand Anyone, else like to share? ¿Alguien más que quiera compartir? My other mom left, that I thought was going to share. Mamá? Anyone else? ¿Alguien más? We've been going through, Laura does, okay, there she is. Laura's, Laura's got her hands Laura, full Laura with that little bundle of delights. I wonder what Jesus was like at age two. Anyone? Yo me pregunto cómo era Jesús cuando tenía dos años. For us, um, we ended up with an emergency C-section, and it was a bit of a traumatic experience. Um, when I finally heard Clayton cry, um, I, I, didn't, I wasn't able to focus on anything else. Just, we have a healthy baby boy. I can't imagine what Mary went through in a stable giving birth. And did her feet swell that last month? Because man, mine did. I don't know how she walked all the way to Bethlehem, but um, Clayton was crying. I was recovering. Uh, when I finally had a chance to hold him, he stopped crying. I looked into his bright, beautiful blue eyes, and I just started singing. I just started humming, something naturally in me. First time mom didn't know what else to do. He was crying, and I started singing. And he opened his eyes, and he looked at me like, Mom, there you are. He said, this day was like traumatic, like, did you, did you realize? And there you are, that's your voice. And it was such a special moment, and I can't imagine what Mary went through when she first looked into baby Jesus' face as a proud mom looking into those eyes and how, how special um, and holy that moment was, knowing exactly who he was, not just her baby, but, but the Lord as well. It's okay, I'm just going to summarize what you say. En pocas palabras, ella dijo, cuando ella empezó a tener, um, lo, se fue al hospital a tener su bebé, ella tuvo que tener una cesárea de emergencia. Pero, en, y ella tenía mucho dolor, pero en el momento en que el bebé nació, ella lo único que podía pensar, ella se olvidó del dolor, lo único que podía pensar, estaba preocupada en escuchar el primer llanto de ese bebé. Cuando ella escuchó el primer llanto de ese bebé, toda su preocupación se fue. Ella dice que no se imagina cómo estuvo María teniendo su bebé en un establo. Y otra cosa que ella um, compartió es que ella solamente uh, detuvo a su bebé cuando, ella, cuando el bebé estaba llorando y le miró sus ojos azules y algo dentro de ella se despertó inmediatamente. Cuando el bebé seguía llorando, ella inmediatamente empezó a cantar y el bebé hizo así como, ahí estás mamá, ¿Te, no te diste cuenta cuánto tiempo estuve sufriendo sin ti y ahí estabas. Y entonces el bebé se calmó 
y, y, y te, terminó de llorar. También ella dice que no se imagina lo que sintió María al, ver, al ser mamá por primera vez, pero no nada más mamá por primera vez, sino mamá del Hijo de Dios. Wow. One more? No? Oh, you're it. <coughs> well, I've been following this Mary uh, devotional this, uh, this year, and it's been really pretty powerful because uh, being a woman and then identifying with her in childbirth, you know, has, has just made her, her role so significant to me. And I was thinking about it this morning, and what, what came to me was that, that God would choose someone as humble and common and ordinary in many ways to, to carry the Christ child who would change the world. I mean, it was just kind of overwhelming when I realized that, when I, when I thought about that. And then the next thing I thought of is that we think about Mary in that terrible situation and all she had to go through And I realize there are women today having babies in places like that, along the highway, in a stall, in a thatched hut, in a grass hut. All over the world, there are women still having babies like that. And so we pray, I pray tonight for those women uh, because they bear children that are important too and that will begin now a new generation in our world. Thank you Casi no le escuchaba mucho al principio, pero lo que dijo Betty es que ella esta jornada de leer el devocional que tuvimos los dos todos juntos, ella le hizo pensar la humildad que Dios tuvo que encontrar en el corazón de María y también lo maravilloso que tuvo que ser para que Dios la haya escuchado, a, a, la haya escogido a ella para ser madre de Jesús. Otra de las cosas que Betty menciona es, para ella el pensar que eh, María tuvo su hijo en un establo y que aún en estos días hay mujeres teniendo hijos en muy precarias situaciones, en un establo, en la calle o tal vez en algún lugar nada más con pasto. Así es que, y hay mujeres todavía alrededor del mundo teniendo sus hijos en esas situaciones. Así es que el día de hoy, la oración de ella es por cada mujer que está teniendo su hijo en precarias condiciones. <tose> 